Good morning, and welcome back to Thought Architecture, the show where we uh, tear the mask off nature and stare at the face of God. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> Just a little quote I got from a sitcom, and I liked it. <clears throat> so it's rude, why not? <clears throat> so today, going into this, I, I have a lot of plans for um, different speaking points and different talking points, etc., and different formats and things like that. So. Uh, anything that you think is very suitable that you are enjoying, forget forget if other people are enjoying it. I want to know if you are enjoying it. Um, let me know. I'd love to hear um, any of your thoughts regarding any of these topics that come back up as well. Um, but as I say at the end of each podcast episode as well, you know, like uh, the main goal of all of this is just for you to share something interesting to debate, to discuss, to talk about. Uh, with someone you love and so you know connect with someone share share this audio with someone or just even say you know like can we have a conversation you know a cup of coffee I had a I listened to this podcast that provoked a thought in me and it would be cool to chat about it generate conversation meaningful meaningful interactions because that's what the name of the game is so this comes back down to you know like the values and the goals that I have and it's got to do with um, really creating holistically integrated uh, socially aware uh, human beings and so looking at this um, it was quite interesting I was uh, doing a podcast yesterday with my f- my good friend John Brooks um, from the the fellows over at high existence so I'll be happy to share that when that comes out and <clears throat> it was very interesting because we started uh, the discussion and we went into different tangents but one of the interesting points that came up was really the difference between health and fitness <laughs> And, you know, it's one of these, you know, self-defined terms, you know, everyone's got their own definition of what it is, etc. But I'm sure everybody can see the difference as well, where let's say that health has got to do more with, let's say, an absence of illness and absence of disease and, and absence of malady. So it's, oh, there's no, the, the, we, we don't have the presence of a problem, so we're fine. Versus fitness which is regularly taking yourself into places of controlled stresses so that you are stronger for it and your periods of health uh, are longer you know they're more robust and so you know people like to use terms like resilience and i've done this in a previous uh audio it was uh entitled uh, a model to understand where to start, clowns, shadows, change, and mental sightedness, where I talk about the differences in the definitions between resilience, adaptability, and transcendence. And so, like, I'll save the meat and potatoes, basically. But I do believe in this kind of a, a process whereby, you know, winter can't come directly after spring. Winter comes after autumn. And so these are these different seasons that we kind of travel through regularly, actually. And sometimes on a micro level, like in one small area of our life, and sometimes on a macro level. And so the first point is to kind of like just nod our heads to these various seasons. And so the first is, let's imagine that you are in a place where you are absolutely thrown by something. This is, this, the first season is stability. You need to stabilize yourself. Whatever it is, you know, cut back on extending yourself. You need to kind of contract down, gather strength, make sure that you're okay. And so what we find is usually people who break this rule are people who are giving, giving, giving and not allowing time for themselves or time to receive something. So um, people who burn out often are in this kind of place where they're not acknowledging their need to stabilize. Okay, 
So stability is the first one. After that, we travel to the next season, which is, let's say, the next progression, the next level, the next step, which is resilience. And resilience is defined as basically the ability to recover from something. Okay, so let's imagine, um, you know, Homer Simpson getting punched and knocked down and standing back up and can take another punch and getting knocked down. He's not a trained boxer, not going to be able to fight or land a punch of his own or dodge punches. No, that is the next phase. But just his ability to stand up again, that's recovery, that's resiliency. So if you want to interchange recovery and resiliency, like how quickly can you recover? How resilient are you? You know, or do you take one punch and you're down and out and you know that's it game over it's not very resilient not very uh not very anti-fragile very very fragile very brittle can break easy and then adaptability is got to do with changing to suit the environments and so that's got to do with an awareness what's happening in my environment what does my environment need me to do to move around my environment so it's very simple you can think about it as navigating moving water for example and people who are adaptable will know, okay, the stream is going that way. So if I enter the stream further up, I will come out on the other side further down or I'll risk this or risk that. Or perhaps <clears throat> you can talk about adaptability much like reading a room. You can come into the room and you can feel if there's tension in the room or if there's tension in the room, you know, don't start making dick and fart jokes. Bad idea. You know, if there's tension in the room, you know, you know appropriate ways to kind of handle that social context for people in your life. So you, you mold yourself, you change yourself to suit the situation so that you can assist people in removing that tension, getting to another place, shift the focus onto something else, whatever it may be. And then the last one obviously being transcendence, that you are so well practiced in all of these things that they take you almost zero effort and it just becomes an automatic process, kind of like brushing your teeth. You don't even think about it. It's just something that you do. And that is true transcendence because it, it no longer consumes time or energy in your life. It, it's not even front and center. Now, there is something to, to talk about with first principles, which is to go back and constantly assess all these things when you do have time, um, you know, to see what can you keep, what can you throw away? What do you need to transcend past? And maybe there's something else that you need to, you know, like reinvigorate your attack on or something like that. So there are these processes. But we come back to this idea of um, health versus fitness. And this is a very interesting kind of topic. And what I find is usually um, people ignore these kind of stages, these steps of building themselves up. And so with fitness, even when we talk about physical fitness, a lot of people aren't physically fit, in, even if they go to gym. And I'll, I'll share with you why I think that. So... Um, well, let's break this down first into like, what, well, what are the categories of health and fitness? So we start with the physical. And physical health and fitness comes in a few different forms. So the ones that I like to go for are things like um, food, movement, uh, sleep, stillness, and breathing. Those are my five for physical fitness, okay? And so even people who are going to the gym and they look jacked and ripped and can do amazing things... You speak to them, and that's in the movement capacity, of course. You speak to them, and they'll have like a problem with their knee, or the this, or the that. And they're not necessarily looking to try and fix those. They just accept it as, well, that's it. So that's not necessarily true fitness, because in situations where they want to use their bodies, they can't. Yeah, their bodies look great, but an aesthetic is surely secondary to function. I don't know. I'm sure we can debate that. 
but the idea is that um, you know the the look of fitness doesn't equal fitness sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't but don't be fooled by it just because someone's jacked it doesn't mean that their insides are doing well maybe they're eating chocolates and insulin levels are spiking all the time and they're becoming more and more like pre-diabetic with each passing day you know so like that definitely doesn't lend itself to um, fitness you know physical fitness sleep as well we can talk about you know Dwayne the Rock Johnson and how he gets like four hours of sleep a night and you know wakes up and does straight up cardio and like yeah sure but what kind of like mitochondrial damage is he doing to his body uh, by not sleeping the right amounts you know um, sure success financially you know with his products with his businesses it looks one way but physical fitness looks a different way and so we can't know unless we really go into a person's labs we can't know unless we really take notes and assess what's going on in people but we we can pay attention to our own lives and make ourselves better and that's the whole point is you know that self-development so be aware of what you're doing with food nutrition if you've got some some places that you want to start <clears throat> it's usually the the most boring stuff to start on. So like, I'm not going to tell you supplement with this or, you know, here's a food hack for you or anything like that because any piece of advice is not going to suit all people, which is quite interesting, you know. Um, and we can get more into this and we can double click on this later, but it's just a very simple point of um, eat food, not food-like products. So eat food, things that you know come from a source, you're closer to the, the source than anything else. A food-like substance is going to be something that's highly processed. You know, you, you can't even tell which animal it is. It could be several animals. You don't know what plant it is. It could be several plants or something like that. So try and eat as close to the original source as possible um, and try and eat the healthiest versions of those things. And then, you know, we can we can continue talking from there but basically it also comes into a stage of balancing and cycling so you know uh if you want more information on that i, I highly recommend uh, michael pollan has a tiny little book uh called like rules of food or food rules where it gives you like 64 different rules on like what food to eat uh, sorry how to eat basically and it's very interesting i i recommend it as a starting point with movement you know we come back to the same thing again um uh, like Big muscles aren't the major thing, but we're talking about stimulating your muscles without a doubt, stimulating your joints, making sure you've got like the triumvirate of, you know, strength, cardio, mobility, etc. Sleep, we're talking about getting adequate amounts. An easy way for you to kind of do this, a metric for you to use just with sleep or with exercise is if your body feels tired, like if you're trying to do an exercise and it's really you know, a lot of effort to push yourself to do your next rep, well, don't do it. You know, that's your body telling you okay we're, we're we're good we've done enough reps right now uh, i can't do more you know and and work on listening to your body not like on some piece of paper saying four sets of ten um where sleep it's the same thing if you sit down to watch a movie and your neck is not supported for example it's on a pillow or on the back of the couch and you start falling asleep that is a sign that you are getting too little sleep okay Stillness is something that I talk about where it's a like a, a form of meditation practice or something like that. Uh, Self-reflection, if you want to say it, quiet contemplation. But it's putting some form of quiet in your life in some way or another. And so breath can actually work into all of these as well. Like how do you breathe when you eat? 
How do you breathe when you sleep? How do you breathe when you move? How do you breathe when you meditate, for example? But I also like doing other forms of breath work because I think connecting with the breath is a very good thing. Scientifically speaking, you know, lots of studies, loads of different types of breath work that you can do. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's great. And, uh, you know, we can do an entire different audio on that. But those are my five when it comes to um physical fitness and so when we when we level that up we can talk about emotional fitness as well so emotional fitness um, most people aren't organized well enough to be able to maintain happiness and so there's the broaden and build theory which i've talked about already previous podcasts as well fantastic fantastic for emotional musculature but it's also got this idea that you need to be a better communicator of your emotions and that doesn't have to be you sitting down and saying, well, like, oh, well I, feel, I feel sad because da, da, da. it's just telling people what's going on inside you. You don't need them to do anything, but communicating as much as possible, you know, and you can, you can reference the, the lighting board model that I, that I put in um, in a previous audio as well. You know, the models of perception. That's a good one to, to reference with regard to your emotions. Like you can still love someone and be upset with them at the same time. And communicating that is important and learning to, 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 to communicate how you're feeling. When are good times to communicate your feelings, when are not, like practice that kind of stuff. Because, you know, you need to feel heard and seen. And in this kind of way, it just makes sure that people are noticing um, and people, you know, you're giving people a chance to kind of respond to you emotionally. There's nothing worse than someone just exploding and shouting at you for no reason. And you're like, well, how was I supposed to know? Right. How was I supposed to know? I can't read minds. I'm not a psychic. You need to communicate this kind of thing. It saves a lot of friendships. Um, but one of the other things that I do is um, the research on visualization meditations, you know, um, with it's something that I've talked about quite a lot where you can visualize the win, let's say, visualize yourself doing free throws. If you've got just a little bit of ex, uh, experience, you can increase um, your skill level by just practicing with visualizations. So working through certain traumas or difficult situations in the same way that you would with visualizations and the same way that you would by putting in physical repetitions with progressive overload. And so in that way, you can actually build up a lot of emotional resiliency and then eventually emotional adaptability where your brain starts to figure out a logic where you can feel a certain way with people being, you know, assholes around you. So the visualization meditations, I absolutely think that they are essential for people, for fitness, to kind of work through difficult situations where emotionally you were very triggered because eventually you'll just start to transcend those kind of situations and recognize that you know it's not about you it's about them or it's a it's it's they're projecting a lot of stuff onto you that kind of stuff and so it's it's very much giving you a lot of breathing room which is one of the things i love and then when we come to fitness as well we have to talk about cognitive health versus cognitive fitness and if you want to talk about that it's like really you know, how robust are your thinking systems? How robust is your brain? You know, and we can talk about schema theory, working memory, cognitive load, all that kind of stuff. But we can also talk about like just learning. We can talk about how quickly you run to uh, making snap decisions. We can talk about how much you enjoy exploring different topics 
um, how much you enjoy debating. You know, there's all of these types of things that come into play here. And emotional fitness will feed into cognitive fitness, which is why you need to take care of it first to recognize, okay, I'm falling into a cognitive bias right now because I'm unable to regulate myself emotionally. So this concept of health versus fitness, it comes in, and we can talk about it with finance, finances as well, financial health. I don't have a problem right now, but financial fitness. I don't have a problem and I've got uh, backup money and I've got extra money to start investing in my future. You know, there's, there's a whole host of things that we can talk about with fitness. Relationship health versus relationship fitness. And really it comes back down to this point of, um, you know, what are you striving towards? What is good enough for you versus what is great? And... Um, There's a lot to say on this topic, and I'm sure you, you know, doing your own self-reflections, this would be a great time to actually speak to people and kind of ask them um, what do they think theirs, uh, their emotional health, their emotional fitness, physical health, physical fitness is, and what is yours. And what you tend to notice as well is like people will ignore physical fitness because it doesn't emotionally justify or validate or, or create value. So... Um, these are definitely layered, definitely layered. People will feel guilty about eating crap food, but they'll still eat crap food. And so there's an observation of behavior and then asking, well, what's behind the behavior? You know, and so, <clears throat> yes, there is a lot to do with patterned responses and conditioned behaviors. And there's a lot to do with, you know, working through trauma, but just also just changing habits as well. So in terms of thinking about the body and the self as a system, it's, it's very important to kind of consider these aspects. And by no means should you consider these levels to work through. Well, like, well, let me do physical first, then let me do emotional first. But rather think of them as systems, kind of like when you're putting together, I don't know, furniture from Ikea. You know, don't just turn the screw on just one leg all the way so it's tight, tight, tight. You know, Tighten all the screws a certain degree, and then what you'll notice is that the you know the table maybe changes shape. The piece of furniture changes shape depending on how you tighten it, and then tighten another round and maybe a third round again. So you've got to go around and just kind of improve by a measure of one you know one unit, a little bit of everything, and then go back around again, and then go back around again, and you know the amounts of success that you will find. It's phenomenal just just by the journey not necessarily any results that you find but the process of doing this will reveal some incredible things into your life as well um, we can we can talk a lot about social health and social fitness as well I kind of at this point in time have lumped it together in emotional um, but social health and social fitness being able to draw boundaries with people being able to share with people, being able to recognize um, when you need people, when you don't need people, being able to recognize when people need you, um, how to meet new people, how to establish trust and friendship. Um, what does it mean to to lose trust and how do you rebuild that? You know, there's a lot to do with skill development in this. So I, I don't want to go on too much, but there's all these categories. If you've got a, another idea 
of um, a health versus fitness kind of paradigm. If you disagree with this paradigm, if you want to throw in your own thoughts, um, I'd love to hear back from you. You know, I always I always enjoy it when uh, when people come back to me and they say, you know what, I really enjoyed this one. This this point was great. So this was quite interesting. Um, so please do. Uh, you know, if this starts a conversation with you, your friends, your partners, your family, whoever it is, um, that's the main goal. So please feel free to share this audio. Um, no need for any kind of like five-star reviews or whatever. I'm not going to ask you for anything like that or comment and subscribe and like and share. And No, the main thing is just start a conversation. Start a conversation and connect with someone on a meaningful, uh, on a meaningful topic. And that's it for me. This is uh, Thought Architecture and I'm Justin. I've been your host and hopefully stimulated some of those thinking juices. <laughs> Have a great day.